ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Chris and Andre Show. Uh, we're super glad you joined us. Uh, this is episode 81, and I'm just going to start by saying we're glad you're here. We just spent the last 20 minutes or so dealing with technical difficulties, and I am super pissed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a great way to start the podcast is with Andre having a bunch of technical difficulties on his side. Uh, none of which seem to be solved by any of the troubleshooting uh, slash problem solving that we came up with in the 20 to 30 minutes. Uh, you know, I think it, Andre has some strong feelings towards his friends at Apple uh, and their recent update. Um, it sounded like you also have some strong words and thoughts for our friends at Microsoft and their Windows platform. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the only problem but only... as usual, we're gonna we're gonna make the most out of this. We're we're still here doing a podcast episode. We have no idea what the quality of said podcast episode will be. It'll probably, I mean, I can't imagine it'll be that much lower than it usually is. That's setting the bar high for us. <laughs> I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I installed Monterey. I was going to pull out my Linux uh, laptop that I keep just in case. Uh, ended up using a Windows laptop and. I, I hate Windows. I, I can't. I don't care Windows 11. I don't care what they do to Windows. They just can't make me use it without having just the most god awful feeling. Nothing works the way as intended. No, I mean it's it's the bane of my existence and the low point in my day. Whenever my parents struggle with something <laughs> on their computers, and like I have to step in to try and help, because first off. They have their scroll reversed, you know, whatever mine is. I'm the weirdo that scrolls down to go down, um, and they have theirs inverted, and so I'm always, like, going the wrong direction. I'm clicking, like, left-click when I don't mean to because they have, like, the weird divided uh, keyboard or, you know, trackpad yeah. thing where it's got, like, a left-click <laughs> and a right-click at the bottom. Um I'm always trying to go to the top left when I need to go to the bottom left. Trying trying to get to, like, you know, uh, uh, this is like a whole technology rant right here, but, like, trying to get to the Windows Explorer is now, like, a huge pain. My mom had some, you know, like, anti-tracking uh, software that got installed on her computer somehow, and it was kept asking her for a subscription, and she was like, I just don't want, every time I turn it on, like, it just pops up, and so... I'm trying to get to like add remove software, and it's just the biggest pain in the. And I was just like, "This, I hate this. This is why." And the moment that I was, uh, I when I got a work laptop and it was a Windows machine, I was just like, "I hate this. I'm getting. I'm just gonna use my <laughs> laptop as my work laptop." Yeah, I, I just can't, man. And you know, for some of the things I do, I need to use Windows, and I try not to bash the tool, but. And it's not even that, I mean, I use Linux for the last, like it's my daily driver for almost six years. And yeah, I, I was like sworn against the Mac and now it's just like, I, I, that's how much I hate Windows. I, I just, I just can't. It, no, nothing makes sense when you use Windows. Um, even when I write software that has to compile, that's one of the reasons why I have a Windows computer at ready is, is sometimes I compile stuff 
to work on Windows. Nothing works the way it should work. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> I am shocked. This is my shock. Day. So anyway... Um, oh, man. You want to talk about some... Yeah, sports? let's go. <laughs> All right, sports. Well, so uh, I'll let you kick things off since your team is the one that's made the biggest news lately. And it's not going to get any better. How on God's green earth do you trade Vaughn Miller to the Rams for anything? Because you recognize that at 4-4 with Teddy Bridgewater as your quarterback and Vic Fangio as your head coach, that your team has no legitimate chance at making the playoffs. <laughs> Which is, I mean, yeah, like it's waving the white flag eight games into the season. In the wrong direction. It's, it's well, Yeah, I guess. I don't, which, way, which direction do you want to wave the white flag? I, <laughs> you mean like one last lap? <laughs> I mean, I am so disappointed with where the Broncos started out. Like, even with Teddy Bridgewater as the starting quarterback, I've never been for yeah. that. This is the only year, and with the exception, I think, of 2007 or 2008. Between two, yeah, between there. No, 2000, between 2006, 2007, one of those two years, are the only year I don't own Madden. That's how, disapp- that's yeah. how disappointed I am with the decisions that the Denver Broncos are making. I don't want to even have to start Madden up and replace the playbook, replace the quarterback every game. That's how much that's, that, that's how much I don't believe in Vic Fangio. That's how much I don't believe in Teddy Bridgewater. And I'm not saying I'm an athlete at his level. I'm just saying like he's not the right quarterback. No, I'd, yeah. I mean, I think it's. You know, I, I don't know what the what the underlying issue is in Denver. You know, like I I, it, I think it's. They obviously, like, they've drafted some good players. Yeah. I mean, you had Von Miller. You've got Bradley Chubb, who's unfortunately been injured this you've season. You've got Jerry Judy. Um, you've but, got, I mean, you've got a, a great receiving yeah. core. Cortland, Cortland Sutton, Sutton. Like, yeah. Uh, you need a quarterback, which you've struggled to kind of find. Uh, and <sighs> I think, I mean, you need an offensive line. And, I mean, unfortunately, that's what a lot of NFL teams are. It's like, we just had a quarterback and an offensive But line. you've got the right pieces um, in place. It's, it's anyway, that's that's where I'm at. I'm just, I'm yeah, really disappointed. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to go too far into that because, like, my season was over when Teddy Bridgewater no, was, I, like, he had the first snaps. And I wanted to be, yeah. I wanted to be supportive, but I, I was just like, yeah, I don't see him as being that great. You know, I just, I just, I mean, it's, yeah, look, I've got Geno Smith starting for the Seahawks and, you know, and I think you could argue that he's as good, if not better than Teddy Bridgewater. (laughs) (laughs) He's won a game, you know, like he he beat the Jags, but, um, I don't, did you see that, uh, Seattle returned an onside kick for a touchdown <laughs> in the game against the Jaguars. <laughs> like the the Jags tried an onside kick in Seattle. Like Travis Homer, I think he's a fullback, just snagged the ball and busted through two guys' tackles and charged into the end zone for a touchdown. <laughs> I'll I'll be honest. I got the only thing I've got going now is like. 
reading the trades and just getting frustrated. And um, I did see the article that you mentioned about Philip Rivers going, you know, wanting to go back. Yeah. I was like, he's like, uh, if the Saints called me, I'd I'd go play. Uh, I mean, and it's not. Look, I I don't think that anybody should, but it's not like, I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be completely shocked. I'll say this, and that's for like the three teams we mentioned. Actually, the two. Well, actually, I I think that Russell's got probably two or three years left, so um, I, I don't want to I don't yeah. want anybody to jockey for his position, but I mean. The people Denver's picked, the people that a, a, a few, quite a few teams picked, like the Texans are kind of figure, trying to figure out what they're going to do with uh, about Deshaun. Uh, yeah, you, you've got uh, people rolling on um, who's Carolina's quarterback? I can't remember his name. Um, oh, Sam Stan- Arnold. Yeah, they're done with him. Yeah, now. and Kaepernick is still in the wings. That's all. I'm, I'm all. That's all, that's all I, I'm going to say. I, I know. <laughs> I know. And I was just sitting here thinking like. If you're the Saints, would you rather have the least mobile version of Philip Rivers, the gunslinger, or like Colin Kaepernick as your quarterback at this point? And I mean, like, I'm a freaking Philip Rivers diehard homer, and like, I'd probably take Colin Kaepernick. He, he you know? like I don't even know that that's a probably at this he's, point. He was like, never I a think... bad quarterback. Like that's my, no, that's my thing with everybody that you know all the the pundits that kind of discount him. I'm like, tell me a reason why he couldn't play. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's all. Like, I mean, it, 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 yeah, the whole thing with like the way that he got treated at the end and in San Francisco. Like, yeah, and then completely. And you're telling me there's not a single email amongst the stuff from John Gruden and Bruce Allen and everybody else in the NFL that talked about Colin Kaepernick. Nobody in the entire NFL had any thoughts about Colin Kaepernick at any point over that time period. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. Like, not happening. I swear to God, Riverside. Oh. Yeah, I... I uh... I might have to write them a nice scathing email because I'm not, I don't know. Well, I know my issues are definitely, it's an Apple problem, but guys fix your problem. Uh, So I, I haven't watched any of the world series because I don't care about baseball like that, but I'm like secretly pulling for the, that hurts my heart to hear you say that. (laughs) I understand. I'm sorry. I just, baseball has never, like, I watch highlights of baseball, but I, you can't pay me to sit down and watch a game on TV. In person, I'll go. Like, take me to a Bulls game, and I will enjoy it. But I just, I don't know. Watching baseball on TV is one of my least favorite. Really? I'd rather watch golf. Wow, that is so um, un-American. White. Well, tonight, (laughs) I was trying, I am trying to not... I am trying. I mean, I knew it when I said it. I was, I was like, "Oh, that's like the whitest thing you've ever said." Chris. I'd rather watch golf than yeah, I'd ra- have to look at these slightly brown people and yeah, the, yeah, I, I, <laughs> I um, 
Well, game six is tonight, and I'm excited, and I hope they beat the Braves, and this is the reason. You're pulling for the Astros because yeah. you love a good cheater. First of all. You're a Carolina fan, <laughs> so obviously you're going to pull for the they, they didn't cheat. I think that's all. My, what, my youngest son was telling me. You don't think the Astros cheat? No, I don't. My my youngest son was. We were talking about that last week, as a matter of fact. And I said, "Look, what they try to call cheating at the Astros is no different from the fact that you're not supposed to call pitches. But every time you watch a, any game, you watch the catcher do what? He signals. Right. So it's like you can't have these like, you know, BS. Look, I get. I mean, again. This I'm not a I'm not a baseball fan like I, but I understand like there's there's obviously sometimes kind of that blurry line between gamesmanship right like trying to get as much of an advantage as you can within the rules and where it starts to cross into like what most people consider to be cheating and I, I'm not here to say where the Astros <laughs> behavior but, falls but you on call them line. cheaters <laughs> but I will call them cheaters all day long. Um, no, I, I mean, I, I don't know. Again, I don't really care. I guess I'm just tired of like, I, can we just have it be like, you're either, either cheating is allowed or it's not like, I feel like there should be no rules. (laughs) (laughs) There should be, we have to enforce all the rules to the strictest intent. (laughs) <laughs> There's an all or nothing. I don't know. It's just, all right. That is the widest. That is the widest thing you said. Hear this. Hear this though. Like, why don't we allow per- professional athletes to take performance enhancing drugs? I don't. I personally don't see a problem with that. Right. That's something that I've never understood. Right. Like, shouldn't we want to see them at their like the peak of whatever they can achieve? Like. Certain things are okay, and it's at the point now where, you know, they've basically said, okay, we know exactly what the thresholds are for testing positive. And so all I have to do is not not have any of it in my system, but make sure that when I go to test, I only have but so much in my system. That's what – I mean, again, you – well, I remember. Like, is that gamesmanship or is that cheating? I don't really care. Like, at the end of the day, right. I, I don't care when it comes to the performance-enhancing drug stuff. As I, I don't know, like the baseball, the baseball stuff. I feel like baseball is one of those sports where people are like, "Oh, you have to protect the, the integrity of the game, you know, sanctity." Yeah, the integrity of the game. Baseball is such a it's the American pastime, and it's you can't bat flip, you know, you can't posture. There's no celebrating in baseball, like. Like I'm in a Tom Hanks movie now. Yeah, I I don't care. I think that like I I want them to beat the Braves because Trump showed up at the and showed up at the Braves game and uh, game game five and they gave him okay. a a booth. Now Giddy's an ex president, but he's Hitler. <laughs> I just I just don't care. Uh, yeah, uh, okay. so, I mean that's a that's a fair enough reason, and then they've got the whole tomahawk. Yeah, shop I mean there. I'm like, there's a lot of things about the Braves where like I've never liked the Braves. Uh, my one and two teams have always been Yankees and the A's, but the A's have kind of like lost a lot of luster because it's just not the same team. Um, yeah, I Oakland was my yeah. team like growing up. I think Houston uh, can be my. I don't have a team now because I yeah. don't. Oh no, that's not true. The Dodgers are my team. Oh, now. I, I I can't. Well, that's because that's where Trey Turner is. Yeah, 
Like I kind of pulled for the White Sox too because it's was they got Carlos Rodon. <sighs> did you know both those guys played at NC yeah, State? Yeah, like I do, I do. We, State's a great school. Anyway, <laughs> it's almost college basketball season, and uh, it is. And I don't know whether to be excited or not. <laughs> State played an exhibition game last night. They didn't have Manny Bates. There's like star senator, and they only won by like nine. I'm looking forward to Carolina, like dominating the ACC. You think that's gonna happen? You think Hubie Davis is ready to? He was an assistant. He was an assistant behind the guy who was a report. Just because just because you assisted doing it doesn't mean that you're gonna be great at doing it. Doing it. I don't. I don't. Did you drink liquor tonight? Or like, like what, what kind of logic is that? Well, we're not I talking like, saying, like we're not talking mean, Dwight Schrute level assisting. We're talking like he was the all right. Just because you got to my <laughs> office reference before I did, at some level, I like my brain is like, oh, well, you he, know. He, I mean, it's, <laughs> we've been doing this long enough. It's, if you didn't know that was coming, I would have been very disappointed. So I, th- I think Carolina is going. I'm actually looking forward to college basketball because my football season season is shot all to hell. Um, I last thing about NFL, please let's no it's not. What's well, the last thing about the Broncos? Vic Fangio needs okay. to go. Like that, I will. I will say yeah. that. He's done by the end of the season. I'll be surprised if he makes it past week 14. Yeah. <laughs> He's done. Uh, I'm just throwing I, – I haven't looked at the schedule or anything. I just – at that point, John Elway is going to be like, no, nah, man. He, he, yeah, you got to go, dude. Yeah. You're not helping us. we got to start looking for a new Yeah, uh, I will say this. My daughter went to the state uh, homecoming football game, and she was super excited. Yeah. And she told me all about it, and I was like, yay. <laughs> so, I was I was happy for my daughter because she was like she's falling in love with NC State, right? And I think that in and of itself is like I'm like, oh that's dope. But I found myself challenged to get excited about state having a win. I mean, yeah, like we weren't playing Carolina, so you know, it's not my fault that they can't beat Notre Dame Notre Dame, gee, I mean uh do you want to blame the refs or do you want to? I, I don't know. I don't know who to blame. I, I just kind of look at it. Uh, do, do you want some suggestions? Sure. I can yeah, throw some out Sure. There. Mac Brown would be one. Yeah, I, I don't. I'm. I tried to warn you. I'm starting to um, <laughs> uh, get past my disillusionment of Mac Brown. I mean, look, I get it. Um, State has been mired in mediocrity for a long time. Like, we get excited at every little, you know, inkling. Like, Mark Gottfried had us convinced that we had somehow, like, even though nobody else wanted this man, that somehow it was a perfect marriage at NC State. Um, But, like, I think with Dave Doran, like, we've – I'm not saying Dave's going to go win a national championship at State. I don't know that that's something anybody's necessarily ever going to come do. But – I think he's built a really solid program and this year, especially with all of the injuries that they've had on defense, they've continued to like the defense has continued to be the thing that has kept this team 
winning games. And so he's he's been able to develop a level of depth at talent um, that State hasn't had for a very long time, which is I think when you're when you're trying to build long term, that's what you that's what you want to go. So for. You're, what you're, you're saying what, what you're saying is I'm right. Course. In, a lo- in, a, in a long, in a long roundabout way, you're saying I'm right. So Doran is is thinking about the long game. He's not thinking about the, you know, where do I stand in the ACC? He's thinking about where do I where do I actually place nationally? And that's what the that's kind of where I'm hinting at with Carolina in the in in college basketball. You don't have to transition that much to kind of keep the same things going. Um, I think states recruitment in football, baseball, and uh, basketball has actually gotten better over the last three years because people see them as being that, that exposure school again. So yeah. it's not a, it's, it's a lot about the coach and the relationships they can build, but it's also about building that foundation, which you're talking about, that says long-term I can win. And I've seen it in those three programs, and I haven't looked at a lot of the uh, women's sports at, at, at NC State, but I know their women's soccer team is actually doing consistently well as well. So it, consistently well. The women's basketball team has been awesome since uh, Wes Cunningham, I think, um, came to state. I mean, they start are starting the season, you know, ranked 11th. Um, I think they won. They've won back-to-back ACC championships. So they're going for a three-peat, which would be the first time I think state's ever done and that. They the state's uh, women's team. They last year they played a Midwest team, right? Was it Kentucky I, yeah, or Kansas? I, I think. I I can't remember who it was that they played in the in the tournament. So I I look at I look at it that way. I think if you can beat your your re, like forget your conference, if you can go to your next competitive region and in that conference and beat their number ones consistently, that's the right program. So. Uh, yeah. Again, not. I'm glad my daughter had a good time, so she's gonna have great memories and blah blah blah. So uh, anyway, let's talk about some cookings. Cooking. You put it up there. I did. Uh, I made a couple of delicious things recently that I wanted to toot toot my own horn out. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the I'll, I'll go in reverse order. Most recently, for on Halloween, I made uh, vegan chili with like squash and zucchini, a uh, whole bunch of peppers and onions, kidney beans, uh, diced tomatoes. Very very delicious. Um, it's like a super easy recipe. My sister actually, I think, was the one who gave it to me originally. Um, but very tasty chili. It's just that time of year. How does chili taste with zucchini? I mean, by the time you cook it down, like, the zucchini tastes like chili, you know? Okay. It, it all just, like, it all kind of tastes like chili. The squash, I, I feel like the zucchini. The squash I can envision. The zucchini, I was like, eh. So, that's cool. It all kind of cooks together. Uh, so, you don't, I I just like it as a way to dump a bunch of vegetables gotcha. in, you know, and kind of not have to, like, worry about each one tasting particularly unique or it's it's a it's a way for me to trick myself into eating more vegetables, basically. Okay. <laughs> um, speaking of which, I also have my baked potato, my loaded baked potato soup recipe. 
um, where I actually like make baked potatoes and then you know cut them up, mash them up, and then I have a roasted cauliflower that I mix with it. Uh, and you get like the immersion blender, yeah, yeah. you know, so like uh, chop it all up with a bunch of onions and garlic and yummy stuff like that. That one's pretty good. Do you have a recipe uh, you can share, possibly on the website? Yeah, absolutely. Actually, when I saw that, I'm like, that sounds good. Uh, but I want to kind of backtrack because I made a vegan chili. Yeah. And I don't overload it with a lot of vegetables. Um, but that does sound kind of tasty. Like, I love vegan chili. Like, this is the time of year where I would eat stew or chili or, you know, it's just yeah. nice, you know, hearty meals, like, just to stay full. Um, exactly. <laughs> and, and warm. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, so but yeah, my vegan chili. Like the only thing I would, I would do differently is I actually uh, put TVP in it, and it gives it that. Okay. Yeah, that is like my like go to. That's your new yeah. You've been on that TVP oh, train for a while now, and it's so dope. It's so dope. Like because you, you you get that whole ground chuck feeling, or you know, uh, diced turkey or whatever it may be. So yeah, yeah but cool. Yeah. And then um, the day before Halloween. We went to Panacea. Oh, man. I love that place. So, I'm going to do a shout out to Panacea. Yep. Mind blowing. They're, um, <laughs> they're McRib type sandwich. Freaking amazing. So, yeah, the Riblet Hoagie is my favorite item on their regular menu by far. I dream about it. I, I think I've. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, like, convince myself to get something else when I go there a lot of the times because it's like I try to you know if they've got a special that sounds good I'll usually try the special but it's like I I, then I'm also just like it's been two trips here since I've had the riblet hoagie like I gotta get the riblet hoagie and I was like Chris you've been here four times this week like it was just three days ago that you had that so (laughs) for our audience uh Chris actually panacea catered their wedding and um We'd had lunch there before we, you know, brought the food back to, uh, to the location. It was so good. The menu was so spot on. I had to like compliment the chef and the owner. I guess he and the uh, owner, like their partners, right? Yep. It was yeah. so spot on. Like, I could eat there every day, like literally every day. Yeah. Um, it's amazing food. The and the the staff is, you know, very attentive. It's good people. Um, and so every year for the last, I think three or four years, they have put on this happy, healthy Halloween where it's designed for kids that have like specific food allergies or, you know, families that are vegan. Um, and so they have several like treats and that are vegan and usually gluten free that the kids can come and do some trick or treating. They have their expanded space that they just opened up, um, which is more of like an event space up front. Yeah. And there they had like a little mini um, like makers uh, market. So they had like local artisans and shops and stuff like that that had little booths set up again with like little trinkets or, you know, candy for the kids to take. Um, And then we're also displaying their wares. Um, So they did like a whole thing. And so we went and had dinner uh, on Saturday. And then Helena got to put on her giant inflatable dinosaur costume, (laughs) uh, which was like the highlight of Halloween this year. It was, it's not like that standard, like the one that you've seen in all the TikTok videos and stuff my, like my, that. The brown my daughter one. has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, this one 
was like I found it on Amazon. Uh, Christy, I think, actually found it and sent it to me. But it's like a cartoony dinosaur. Oh, that's so dope. And he's like, it's like six feet tall, and her head is like underneath the chin of the T Rex, and it's got this long inflatable tail. I'll send you pictures okay. afterwards because um, it's just absolutely hilarious. But everywhere that we went for every Halloween event the whole weekend, people were like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> an amazing costume. And, like, wanting to take pictures of it and, like, with her. she was. It was like we were at Disneyland and she was Mickey Mouse walking around. That is around. so it dope. Was the, it was a funny. And she was just all about it. She was just like, yeah, yeah, come take my picture. And, like, little kids would be, like, all scared. She'd be like, hi, I'm not a real dinosaur. Like <laughs> That is so dope. So I <laughs> let me kind of tie all this back together. Aside from like my little buddy's yeah. Halloween adventure, who I love in this, um, if you're ever in Wilmington, Panacea is a spot. If you're a vegan, or this, you have to be a vegan. Their whole they have thing great is food. like trying and to introduce many... people who aren't necessarily vegan into what vegan food can be. You know, like it's it's a it's a dope experience. It's kind of like, like the, the uh, you know the riblet hoagie. And making it vegan, you know. Yeah, it's a, it's like a, it's a it's a good experience. It's kind of like how we gushed about the uh, vegan community kitchen here in Apex. Um, those are two spots that where it changes your whole dynamic on what food can be, and, and you know, understanding that it's not about necessarily uh, the contents, but we always look for the flavor that was profile. The thing. So, so they're special um, on uh, Saturday night for their big Halloween event was the devil's lettuce burger. <laughs> so it had a kale wow. slaw on top of it with fried jalapenos, American cheese, and um, what was the other? It was something else spicy. Oh, hot sauce. Um, on, on a pretzel bun. Like, oh my, like, it was so, I devoured that thing. It's the first time I've ever finished my food before Christie, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like I don't like slaw. So slaw like is not the my kale thing. slaw. Uh, it, like at first, I didn't even realize it was slaw because it was just like it, it was just this big like you know frilly kale thing. And then I was like, oh, right. this is the slaw. Okay, like it was. I don't know. It was legit. It the, well, their chef there is is actually yeah. amazing. Shout so, out to Panacea, uh, you guys rock. My my. Yeah, this is your free commercial. Um, so we might give you a segment and share that with you just just for giggles Absolutely. because, uh, I, yeah, I super love that place. Well, that's it yep. for cooking. Let's go to life. Life. So I sent you a link, uh, I think, last week. Uh, Trevor Noah, who's been doing some amazing inter- interviews, well, his team actually did this, um, like, I guess, uh, I don't know how to describe it, just a video about, in context, let me back up. The young lady that was missing and, and found dead, uh, I, I don't remember her Kelly name. Um, she was all over the news. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> the premise of it is, why is it that, unless you're white, you're not found or you don't get the same media attention. And it was, although kind of gruesome when you think about it, because that's a real life event. And as a parent, I, my heart goes out to, to her. Um, but you don't get the same national coverage. I mean, every day of 
Gabby Pertino yeah. like everywhere, and um, I think that's sad. <laughs> like, I, I personally just like I sit back and like last week I saw a, a young lady. She's Asian of Asian descent. Uh, she was found. She was missing from New Jersey. Her body was found in California. But the only reason I found out about it was because I just happened to be looking through my Google News feed, and there was you know I follow stuff in New, you know, New York and New Jersey, and that's that's it. So my question to the world is why? You know, do you have to have blonde hair, blue eyes, and or like you know? pumpkin spice latte to get the the same um, level of concern about a missing child yeah in this country. I, I mean apparently you know it's certainly not the way that it should be i think you know this is the underlying point right like we should there shouldn't there shouldn't be a weight applied to any of those missing people in terms of the amount of coverage that they get really like they all deserve right. equal coverage in that sense. Um, you know, I don't know if it's if it's. I mean, I think you know the media certainly the media um, media sources play a role in it, in that that's what they feel like gets the best response or the biggest response, and so that's what they cater to. I don't know that that's necessarily true, but it for whatever reason that seems to be the stereotype or the assumption, right? Is that you know, the media and news stations hype up these, you know, missing white women when there are, you know, dozens or hundreds of indigenous and, you know, women of color that are, that have been missing for much longer, right? I mean, there were... So, can I, I just want to say this. Can we stop saying people of color and just sure. to say non-white? <laughs> like, like, I'm so... People of color actually makes my blood boil a little bit. I'm like, what the hell does that mean? Like... No, you're good. I'm sorry, um, but because that's a rabbit hole for me. It's like people of color. Like, but like, yeah, what, what does like, that mean? I, I don't know. I don't know. What's the solution, right? Um, it'd be nice if we could just have all of these women not go missing all the time, right? Like, I sure. In the meantime, <laughs> um, like I don't. There's not enough time to cover every single missing person, so. Ultimately, like, how do you pick and choose the ones that you are going to cover? Is it, is it a matter of we just don't cover anybody then? I, I'm not saying that what they're doing now is right, but I don't know how you solve it or like how we even start to approach some sort of solution to that. It... I, I, I'll tell you this. Like, I could take uh, any one of the locations I used to be in charge of and – if I put a new manager in that location, I could almost guarantee you within 60 to 90 days, the makeup of that location represented right. the manager. People hire, they interview, they accept people that look and that look like them and they can relate to. Why would the media be any different? So you feel like it's because the media is full of white women or it's full of it's, men who it's murder full. and make white women disappear? <laughs> it could be both. <laughs> both no, things don't have to be false. Um, it, it, it could be that they, you know, 
you can have white men that have sure. white daughters. It could be that you have white women that, you know, are white women. And so, yes, it, well, it's not white women that are white but women? both. You know what I mean? Like I, so the producers of these sec, are these shows and 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 the newsrooms. I mean, they may definitely connect to that story, right? The the producers of these stories could have a daughter, and predominantly these producers and the editors of most newsrooms are white. So it, it's I'm not, but I'm also not trying to vilify right. them. I'm just saying, like, ask yeah, yourself a different that, question. You're not saying that like right? they're sitting there going. Well, we have two stories to run, the missing black girl and the missing white girl. Let's never mention the missing black girl and let's only talk about missing white women. Like, yeah, it's not done like maliciously, but it's still something that's obviously being impacted, right, by people's choices or the people who are in those those roles and what they feel comfortable with. And I would I would also say like accept your bias. And bias isn't not, you know not necessarily right. equal racism, but we do have a tendency to have a bias. Like I have biases, and um, or is it biases? Bias, bison. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I have bison, <laughs> so with my bison, I'm definitely prone, unless I'm aware of it, to like make certain decisions. But I'm aware of it, so I can correct, you know, correct myself quickly. Um, so I, I'm just saying, like, I, and sure, people may not like what I'm saying, like, but that's, I, that's, it's those are atrocious, people, obviously. It, it, yeah, it, it's atrocious <laughs> that, yeah, it's atrocious this young lady died, but it's atrocious if anybody yes. dies. It's atrocious if anybody. And then this kid, you know, like I didn't really follow the story because sure. honestly, I tuned it out. Um, yeah, but like then the, the guy just that kind of was like, the prime suspect, the boyfriend, right? Uh, then goes missing, and can he continues to get coverage? Where is Brian Laundry? Like, did you check the laundromat yeah. down the street? The, the hamper. <laughs> Your joke so, was and apparently, this well, kid's dead. Uh, I hate to step <laughs> into Chris's conspiracy, crazy, kooky, whatever corner. Uh, I find it really hard to believe that his parents are like, he's in this park, and they never find him, and then they're like, we're going to go here one day. Oh, look, there's a bone. There's just enough, you know, dental so that we can determine it's him and some of his random belongings. Like, But it's not, I I don't know. It doesn't seem like they found a full I don't like, care. skeleton. Like, I just don't. I, I understand. I still, I know. I to just, this day, I it's. I I've come to this. I know I'm like super. I'm like super dismissive about that. No, and I, it's not because no, I don't wait, value ultimately, life. Ultimately, that dude probably killed Gabby Patino. So like, should we really care what ultimately happened to him? Like, if he decided to go out into the you know woods and off himself and get eaten by alligators, like okay, at least he's not gonna hurt anybody sure. else. Like, Next, you know, I that yeah, I, I, yeah like. You know, I have issues with the death penalty and stuff like that. But if you do something crappy and you decide to go take your own life, like I mean, it's whatever. Anyways, um, <laughs> I saw this video today. Yeah, Sorry, I don't good. want to talk. I all right. Let me let me sum it up. I believe that we we should be trying to find everybody. 
if we have the quote unquote platform to do so, let's do it. So if you're out there and you're like, hey, you know, for whoever listens to us, I mean, I, I'm a parent and I would want somebody to look for my, my kids. Um, so I would say, hey, if you, if you know somebody that's missing, we'll do our best to like definitely put a word out. Just, you know, we, we can do our own part. But I did see a video today. Uh, this young lady, um, I can't remember her name. I watched it. was the, on YouTube. I watched the whole thing. And, um, and she's not wrong. Like, <laughs> I, I don't mean, I guess, like, I totally interrupted your setup of it. If you would. It's so set up. The title is, I Hate Feminist Hollywood, yeah. and Here's Why. Go um, ahead. I mean, essentially, it's like, what she's saying is that the classic Hollywood tropes that were applied to men in the 80s and 90s essentially got carried over to these strong female leads, quote-unquote, um, that we see now in that they're, like, emotionless, they never do anything wrong, like, they always win, um... You know, it's, and then like the, the like it's always some man you know ends up being the villain most of it, um, and I, I I mean I don't disagree. It's like you know, people always used to talk about Joss Whedon and the strong female leads that he wrote, and I'd look at Buffy the Vampire Slayer and I'm like she was basically useless without Spike or Angel or Xander or some or the you know Professor dude whatever, like I. She was constantly ending up in situations where she was relying on other people to get her out. I don't consider that generally to be a strong female lead. And then there was, like, uh, River from uh, Firefly. And people were like, oh, she's a strong female lead. I'm like, yeah, but she was, like, a psycho whose brother had to save her and then, you know, like, basically keep her hidden from the evil empire that was trying to find her. Spoiler alert, if you're... Haven't caught up on Firefly. If you haven't watched a twelve-year-old show, um, and like I like I like both of those shows. It's not to say that they're bad shows. I just wouldn't necessarily. I I just feel like the the strong female lead definition is super stupid and like has been applied to a lot of stuff that I wouldn't. That but that that proves that yes. proves her point though. Yes, I agree. Sorry, that that's where I was trying to get to. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> is that she, yeah? So it's like a t- basically saying like all of these things that used to be applied to male characters are now applied to female characters, and male characters are now allowed to be like emotional and vulnerable and be wrong and all of this stuff, but we don't see that same type of opportunities for female characters. And I, I'm not, I, I don't disagree with the sentiment. Like I think ultimately the. The video and the take is absolutely spot on. Um, and I also love the part at the end where it was talking about like female directors because I feel like that oh just reminded gosh. me so much of uh, Black AF where they're talking about this, oh, yeah. like the, <laughs> we got to be honest with each other, you know? And I, but I think like there's, there's truth in that. Like, just because a woman directed or produced the movie doesn't mean that the movie should be free from criticism. Now, like, I enjoyed Ocean's 8. Is it a perfect movie? No. Like, but it's... It's... Yeah, it was, it was tropey, tropey as hell. hell. But it's an Ocean's movie. All of those movies are tropey as hell. 
It's fair. And I, and I, I what I enjoyed about it was I, I think she said the quiet part out loud and she threw it out there into the void. And I just happened to come across it, you know, um, because I as a as a man. Right. I don't understand. I will never understand right. what it's like to be a woman. I, I can't. Nor do I try to. I can only relate my experience with women with like my wife, my mother, my sister, my daughter, my nieces. And does compassion carry through and empathy carry through to each of those relationships? At the end of the day, just don't be a dick. Like, I think that's a fair request to ask of like society, especially Hollywood, because I, she made some interesting points about the damage it does to little girls with the um, the whole Beauty and the Beast yeah, uh, right. insight. And I was like, huh, that's interesting. Now, provided provided that you can actually say those things and, and kind of challenge the, the status quo, you'll get shut down. You get, you'll get canceled for that. But I think she's making a very intellectually honest point of, Wait a minute. Why can't we just be seen yes, as women? And, and I agree with that. I, I, I will say that's a valid I was looking question. At, like the side by sides of the dress, I didn't really understand like what changes had been made. I guess it, they looked almost identical to me. From the color does the makeup of the dress I is completely I, different. I, that is, I, I don't know. I didn't see that much of a difference that I... It's, I mean, I never noticed it when I watched the movie the first time. Well, I when I watched the, the animated version, I, I don't know why or when I watched it, but um, and then I heard the uh, dialogue Watson, from Emma yeah. Watson, and she the dress was right, part which, of her... You know, yeah, her career, and I get... Which like, kind uh, of... Calling that out, in like her making a big deal about it, I just... I guess, like, if she hadn't specifically said something, I never would have looked at it and been, oh, my gosh, they completely changed the dress for Belle. Like, I, you know, like, I would have just looked fair, at it as fair. the director, the, the costume designer's interpretation of the dress, which is how I looked at it when I first saw it. I, I don't know. It didn't it didn't matter that much to me because I didn't think that, like, the style and shape of that dress was ultimately going to, I mean, like... Is a little girl going to see that and go, oh, I guess I can't be Belle because Emma Watson doesn't want me to wear a, a pretty dress? Like, no, I don't. The answer is yes, but she won't okay. use those words because we, we put these people on pedestals and those that's the that becomes the benchmark. That becomes the, the, the you know, our true north as to what's acceptable. And I think she made a good, good point about it's you're transferring the quote unquote right. toxic masculinity to women. To right to women, and you have the forebears that actually continue on that same stupid cycle. It's so different than we talked about a couple of weeks ago, and I was like, "Yeah, but it's," or maybe I didn't mention it. But my daughter, there's we're listening to NPR, and some woman won an award, and everybody's all excited about. It. I'm like, "So what's so special about that? Like, when can we get to a point where those things aren't special? That they're so, they're just the norm." Like, uh, like, <laughs> I, I meant to put this on last week or the week before and forgot about it, but it's you bring it up. And so uh, the ACC recently had their first female referee in football. And they, it was like, you, okay. know, you know, groundbreaking moment as the SEC or the ACC has its first female football. And I'm like, okay, it's literally 2021, guys. Like, 
Where have you been on this train? You telling me there wasn't a single woman out there that was interested in in you know being a ref for ACC football prior to this year? I find that ever impossible to believe. So we talked about uh, the first yeah. NFL referee uh, yeah. a, a while ago, and I still feel the same way. It's like it's that's great, right. but it yeah. shouldn't be that special. You know the like you know, the uh, first. I, I, I guess question for you: Do you feel like it's the same thing when they say like the first black person to do this? Yeah, I, I, I've actually been to that point for a long time. It's like, yeah, it's always going to be the first until you just realize right. just stop being a dick. It shouldn't be a matter of whether or not people were allowed, and that's the thing, right? Ultimately, is it's not like, oh, this is something brand new that just started yesterday, and everybody's had an equal opportunity to do this, and finally. You know, like a black man has stepped up to the plate, and it's like, no, uh, he, for all we know, they've been more than capable of doing this for decades now, but just haven't had the opportunity, Dick. Like, right. yeah, it's just stop being a dick. It's, 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 it's not yeah. that hard. Well, speaking I mean, of being so, a dick, let's switch um, over to politics. <laughs> <laughs> It's time for politics. We'll talk about more of this later, but um, I, I start. I'm starting to prune my, um, I guess my quote unquote social media, like streams and Google News. But I saw. Well, I've I've been getting better at it, uh, like intentional. And there's sometimes I'll see something and I'll just let it go. But now I'm like, no, I don't want to see this ever again. <laughs> Please don't show this to me. Uh, but I saw Dan Crenshaw talking with Trevor Noah. And More like Dan Crenshaw. I still say he's like... <laughs> yeah. He's... he's. <laughs> do you have like the drum roll for the joke there? there? You'll probably play three times. Uh, just... <laughs> So um, he's still one part person, one, one part, part politician, cyborg. and still. You don't know what's yeah, under that eye patch. That's. I I can't support you when you do stuff like that. You don't have to. <laughs> I I feel even guilty <laughs> for laughing, but he's he's still like two hundred percent Republican. Yeah. Um, and then I like delved into the comments Ooh. because I'm a masochist and <laughs> and. I, I I think the, the takeaway I have is that, and this is going to blur together with a lot of the notes I have, so uh, it, the, the strings that politicians pull to get people to be open to their dialogue, they're, like, super complicated. But unless you're following the bouncing ball, and I, I don't know if... For people that are younger, there was a, a Schoolhouse Rock and like a bunch of animated things back in the day where they would play a song and they would put the words in the bottom and bounce a ball to kind Just of. Just a quick side note on at. that: they still use Schoolhouse Rock. My daughter was talking about uh, how they watched "I'm Just a Bill" or how, like how how a bill gets made, really? basically, the other day on YouTube. Um, and I'm, I'm like, I know that cartoon. She's like, How do you know that cartoon? And I'm like. Cartoon is older than I am, sweetheart. You should. <laughs> yeah. You should tell her I know that cartoon. Because it's her, I won't give you um, uh, one finger salute. Anyways, um, 
anyway, it's interesting that his first of all, his mother-in-law, his stepmother, I'm sorry, is mm-hmm. is Peruvian, which is kind of cool. So I connected to him there. Yeah. He's fluent in Spanish. I am strong. I will never say I'm fluent in Spanish. I'm strong conversational Spanish, so I can connect to him there. He makes good points about immigration. He makes good points about sure. climate change. But at the drop of a dime, because I'm pretty sure in the back of his mind he knows yeah. people are going to be watching this, he plays the yes. Republican card. He, he plays just enough to seem reasonable, but at the same time is using the dog whistle terms that Republicans have used for decades now to let the people that are watching that already on his side know, I don't really mean this stuff. I'm just saying it to try and get other people to vote for me. Like, Yeah, you know, the thing that I thought was dismissive in his conversation was, I understand that, yeah. but what I'm saying is... What I'm saying is I'm changing this. And I'm paraphrasing. I agree. Yeah. Those were the things where I and was I like, think... okay, well, you're not actually willing to address what the question is. And I think... Like, ultimately, the things that he was, the good points that he was making, right, are things that any reasonable person agrees with. Like, you and I, while maybe we lean right now more on the Democratic side in terms of voting and where we align principle-wise, like, we're not liberal to the point where it's like, we don't need border control at all. Let everybody through. No need to, like, no, that's not what, I don't know that anybody is really in favor of that, except for... Right. Crazy anarchists, right? Like, yeah, I get it. Those people exist out there. Um, you know, it's the same thing with, like, gun control, right? We we are not here to say nobody should have any guns at all. It's let's talk about some reasonable gun, like, you know, regulations, re- reasonable gun practices, safety, things that we can put right. in place to help reduce the number of accidental gun deaths. Like, can we start there, right? Before... <laughs> But why well, would we start the accidental yeah, when the intentionals you know are off? I mean? like, <laughs> right. I'm just saying, like, at the end of the day, the the reasonable arguments that I feel like we hear from these Republican candidates that are trying to appeal to the centrists are things that they make it out like, oh, they're going to take all our guns. It's like, no, we just want reasonable gun control. Like, that's it. We want We want people that are buying guns to have to pass some sort of, like, you know, background check, competency, competency test. test. If you're going to drive Back a car in, and yeah. you the license and you have to take a test every so often, then owning a legal killing machine should be the same thing. Like, I, yeah, so I, I, I and I saw the comments and I, I, I would just say to people, I'll, I'll give Crenshaw points for having, um, for actually having sure. the conversation, right? I'll give Trevor Noah a lot of points for understanding how to back off but still prove a point. He was very crafty yeah. in doing that. And I, I, I think a lot of people miss that in the comments. He is, um, he is an extremely talented interviewer, like an underrated interviewer. You know, I think he... Screw, be, screw being an interviewer. Well, yeah, He's I smart just, as I hell. Mean, I, like, he it, understands <laughs> going into those things the angle that most of his guests are going to try and take. And I think he's very good at allowing them space to kind of say their piece, but then being able to redirect or to probe to prove his point. Even if he knows he's not going to get a straight answer, right? He knows I can lay out certain questions in a way that my audience will read the way that I know that they're going to interpret it, right? 
The, well, the bad part about that is he, if that's, if that's your take, I think his angle was okay. wrong, right? Because, because a lot of people were trying to, they, they dismissed him as um, not asking uh, or, or actually giving too many softball questions. So Trevor Noah, you'll probably never listen to this. But I, I would say that I think that you are talented in this area of asking questions for a dialogue. It's, and it's not about proving your point at the, um, at the onset. It's about also being able to say, okay, I'm backing up, but let me just lay this here too. And he did that quite often think, in the interview. And I think that, that's a, that is a secret to consulting, right? I, don't, I can't convince you of your point of view. Like, you've already decided that. I can just present you with new information. He did that multiple times in that interview, which was like A plus yeah. all the way around. I, I would just um, say that I think. And even. The, you're right. And leave it at that. <laughs> okay, fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but I know what you're doing. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, I'm following the bouncing. No, I I would say to the people, and maybe this becomes a segment we throw on the YouTube's. Right, I think Trevor Noah did a great job of. Uh, it's not about if he was litigating that case against Dan Crenshaw in the GOP, he would have had a conviction without having to press the point so many times. Because when you continue to press it, you lose the impact of what you're trying to prove. Um, and I, I guess my my summary would be this. When he quoted him almost word for word for what he said in a video about climate change, he said, oh, I never said that in a video. He said, oh, I could be wrong, and I hope I'm wrong. He didn't right. have to prove that. He, he basically backed up, and the fact checkers on the Internet actually, like, crucified him on that. So it's like, huh, that's pretty crafty. Um it's it's the art of a debate. It's the art of like playing chess. And so for Tre for Trevor Noah, you'll probably Trevor, you're never listening to this. I'm pretty confident. But I think that that is um, part of the debate we're missing in our our borrowed democratic system in this country. Um, and I and I I applaud you for that for what it's worth. So anyway. Today I voted, and um, it was actually pretty quick. Yeah, it was super barely easy. An <laughs> barely an inconvenience. Yeah, um, I was in and out in like ten minutes. Uh, I didn't tell you this, but last week and last Saturday, um, I got a, somebody rang my doorbell, and I was in my office here, and I decided to take advantage yeah. of the technology. And I said, "Hey, hello, can I help you?" Yes, we're with the Republican Party, and. Uh, we just wanted to, like, at some point, actually, recently, I was, well, yep. until 2020, so this tells me that voter registration is still way outdated. Um, but actually, I understand their logic. I was a registered Republican, never meant I voted straight ticket, but um, I changed to an independent, and somebody rings my doorbell to, to say, uh, we're next, we wanted to remind you to vote. And our town council is full of Democrats, and we we want to get them out, the, out of there. <laughs> so that way they can do some things that make sense. I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and then today, you know what I did? I voted straight Democrat <laughs> because... 
Zeitschrift. <laughs> because just the audacity for somebody to tell me that without giving me any points of why I should just piss me off. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I understand. Um, I went and voted today. Also, super easy. Barely an inconvenience. Um, here at Carolina Beach, they have two open seats on the town council and the mayorship that were up for grabs. Um, really? So every single one of the town council candidates and every single one of well, the two mayoral candidates were set up outside the voting center on the island. Um, and wow. so I talked to almost every single one of them this morning before going in. Uh, my dad decided that that's what he wanted to do. I would have just walked past them all and gone in and voted. Um, but the other day when I was picking up my kid from school, because we ride bikes to and from school now, uh, one of the candidates was there campaigning at school because he is pitching himself as the, um, the candidate that cares about bike and pedestrian safety in Carolina. Oh, that's sweet. And I guess for like the last three years, he's been head of the uh, Bicycle and Pedestrian Safety Council um, you know, and, or a committee or something like that. And, um, you know, has been working and had all these things and I talked to him for a few minutes and I did a little bit more research on him when I got home and ended up voting for him because I liked where he was. And I liked the answers that he gave when we were talking. Like I felt like I asked him some good questions based on what he talked about. And he had answers that I understood and that made sense based on the information that I have available. And like, all right, cool um but yeah like i I don't know it's it's not that hard to vote says the white guy please vote (laughs) yeah i know right (laughs) remember that time it must have been like 2016 and we were talking about going to go vote and i was like yeah i got my id ready and you looked you literally looked at me and i remember this this day you said why do you have your id you don't need your id i'm like yeah, I do. Yeah. Right? Like, and I'm not, well, I, I am. I'm like, dude, like, that's, you live in your world. And I li- like, I live in my world. So my world is kind of like, I'm just waiting for the next yeah. shoe to drop. Um, and I understand that. But, I, yeah. I don't, but I, I understand that we have very different experiences. I'm just waiting for somebody to say, are you really who you are? Now, what what I did notice when I voted today, not to the fault of the elected official, but the voter roll, because I'm registered at my, obviously registered at my polling place, I'm asked, what's my name? There's 20, you know, there's 20 Powells, there's 10 per page, and all the addresses are there. So I just had to match my first name. She pulls it up, puts it on my ballot, and says, can you verify your address? But I could see my address on the label. Kind of defeats the purpose. <laughs> so I'm like, I mean, and really, oh like, my if God, you were going this is... Vote for somebody else, like, you're not going to have their first and last name and address? Exactly. You're not so, going to ask me I can what see the, uh, my kindergarten teacher's first name was or <laughs> my mother's maiden name on my father's grandfather's side. Like, I, I can see the argument for 
voting security in a, right. a sensible but way, but not in a extreme way. Part of the issue that we run into, as I know you're aware, is that requiring things like government-issued IDs are end up, you know, hurting or affecting non-whites at a much higher rate than it does white people because white people have greater access to those things. They're more likely to have a driver's license or yeah. some sort of government-issued ID as opposed to non-whites. And so I, I'm with you in that, yes, I, again, sensible election security. Yes, I'm on board. Do I want right. to make it impossible for people to vote? No, that's not... That's not what probably I probably not. To do That's here. not the like we need to make it as easy for as many people to vote while providing some level of basic security. That's I mean, I think that's, again, reasonable, sensible. These are words that should be associated with our governing policies, not extreme liberal. Concern. Yeah, crazy, crazy. Like, just, yeah, I, I don't want crazy no. at either extreme. So I'm, let's pause for a restroom yeah, break. I got to take a leak. Okie dokie. Artichoke. All right. So, and when we say reasonable and sensible, those are things that, you know, most people can get behind. But um, I, I kind of think, and not to go into do, too deep of a uh, dive in, into this, but there are two things, like videos I share with you. Like, um, number one, um, Common Core. And that kind of ties into like uh school board elections and the second one was uh yeah like food I, saw, deserts. I watched both um you know the common core thing i i can i understand because there are times when my daughter has come home with homework and shown me how her teacher showed her how to solve it and i'm like why are we making this this complicated <laughs> just stack these two numbers up and go this, this minus this and this minus that. Right, borrow one from here like but I don't know. I mean, it, it's essentially, in a lot of ways, it's the same thing, just drawn out a little differently. Like, it's it's the same general principle. Right. And so it didn't take me long to really grasp what was going on, you know? I, and maybe when we get into more difficult stuff, it would become an issue. I just, I, I understand from a teacher's perspective of, I've taught this course and this curriculum for 10 years, and now you're telling me I have to completely upend my 
all of my little tips and tricks because we have to make it a level playing field for everybody. Like, you know, it, it, you're essentially, it, I don't see it. Common core feels a lot like no child left behind, right? Like ultimately we're trying to dumb things down to the lowest common denominator. And I, I use dumb things down. I, dumb is not the word that I mean in that way, but yeah, simplify, simplify it down it, to the, sure. the lowest common denominator to assure that everybody can progress past these minimum standards at this rate, right? But what does that ultimately do for the children who aren't working at that pace, who are who excel beyond that, if we're not providing some either alternative path or some additional curriculum that helps them to, to get in ahead as well? I mean, I... I I don't know. I I'll tell you, I'll tell you this. Um, it kind of made me want to write out to the producers of CNBC, and we we could probably put links to these things so you guys can see. I've been where trying we're, to be better um, about that in the descriptions. I try to include links to videos or okay. articles if they're specific things that we discuss. Okay, and I'll make sure on the website yeah, that we definitely do, do that. But the the <laughs> I swear am I old to. <laughs> the two dots that I saw between like and they're they're kind of buried and nestled into the inside of the contents of the videos. The food deserts, it's pretty blaringly obvious. So you must be intentionally trying to avoid this problem. <laughs> but the educational one is it, it actually ties to no child left behind. Lower income families and people suffer the most and that is the like if like for example cnbc said hey let's look at our economy let's look at our social structure and the impacts of our economy and uh crime and, and what have you you would see the same common threads and that's what blew my mind like at at the i'd say three quarters of the way into the uh the core uh, common core, core common, what is it called common core Core com common core. That's that's what came out where you have uh, underserved communities, and if you like, <laughs> ironically, the, the algorithm. It, yeah, it's like so. If we wanted to try to not solve those problems, but to progressively yeah. improve them, we would try to figure out how do we get these communities at the same uh, or on a on a path to like rebuilding a foundation, education, you know, sustenance, food. And we wonder why we have like in, in just in Chicago alone and uh, this year, 80% more homicides, 80%. Like overall, is it, was it Chicago? There was this, I was watching something like some news report. I want Probably, to say it was I mean, Chicago. Chicago is like a but, disaster, but right. But why, right? The question always goes back to, but why? Um, and it may be like, I was like, you know, doing something. I was ma actually making lunch today. And I was like, huh, that just kind of makes me think that maybe Black Lives Matter, they may not be su succeeding at their, their set objective, but they're making people have the conversation about some of the things that are wrong, which is good. I mean, that's a place to start. And right? I, 
I don't know what it was specifically. There was something recent, like the other day I was walking around, and it, I think I saw like a... I'm sorry, it's Austin, no, Austin, Austin or Houston, one of the two, one of those two cities. Um, But it was like, I think I saw like a Police Lives Matter, you know, sticker or something like that, and it was got me thinking about All Lives Matter and all of the retorts, and our conversations in the past about like, what you're striving for, we understand, but the phrasing, you know, it's like defund the police, you know, it's just kind of like you're, you're not really helping your cause with the with the chant that you've kind of latched onto. And I almost think like looking back on it, obviously 2020 vision, like all lives matter would have been or may have been a a better phrase and mantle to take on at that point because you're including everybody, right? As opposed to, and I get again, why we ended up with black lives matter. Like the, the idea that they also matter, right? Like black lives matter just as much as white lives or, you know, non-black lives, I guess. But, but I, you know, it's like looking back on it now, you kind of go, well, yeah, we get that. Like, Maybe if we'd have gone all lives matter, including black lives, like you get more people on board, you get more people behind your cause and to understand what it is. But I mean, I don't know. So what, what, but like to like play devil's advocate, right? And for the joke, because it's there. What would be the response uh, from the other side? I don't know. I mean, that's what I'm trying to figure out, right? <laughs> that's that's part of the argument. Is like it's, I feel like you serve it up to them when you say Black Lives Matter, right? Because immediately, whoa, Black Lives Matter, but White Lives don't matter. Is that what you're trying to say? And it's like no. And then you have to get into the nuance of explaining it, right? But if you say All Lives Matter, oh, All Lives Matter, huh? What about rapists? Well, okay. Uh, yeah, like ultimately their life still matters in a sense. Like, you know, what about serial killers? But like, their, okay. their their behaviors don't their behaviors don't exactly. fit with our social like norms. I feel right? like there's much easier. That's much easier to fend off than than where you end up with Black Lives Matter. I I don't know. It's I I don't disagree. I personally don't disagree, and I think that that's kind of like what I'm getting at. It's like, look, I don't. I have a dog in that race, in that fight, in that race. Um, it's just a matter of, but what are you trying to accomplish? Speaking you know, of dogs. Um, it's <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I love one of my dogs. The other one, not so much. Um, their sister or mother passed away a couple weeks ago, and I'm like, man, that sucks. But she was like. 25 yeah like man i anyway but my point being is like we and i'm going to tie into it the next thing I, w- I was mentioning was politicians republicans and democrats they're like racing for the bottom of something i don't know what they're racing for, like where that bottom is but it's 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 mind numbing. Like the, the issues that are affecting like everyday people, they avoid yeah. like the plague. Because you can actually purpose, get blamed for that. Intentionally. How you how your how your decisions actually impacted somebody's life, right? But as long as we don't do anything that actually matters, then it's all just subjective whether or not what we're doing 
matters. Like it becomes this subjective discussion where there are no numbers that you can ultimately tie to the performance of politicians because all they're doing is freaking voting on stuff that ultimately doesn't make a difference one way or the other. At least that's my hmm. theory. But you're pro- you're probably not wrong. I just I just kind of get frustrated. I'm like we we talk about issues in the the first video that um with, well, actually the video with the food uh, deserts when Michelle Obama presented that plan and you fast forward to uh, 2015 Most and they had not all the upheld any of the commitments that they yeah. had made. So ultimately, like what was the point, right? When, when you talk about Common Core, then you fast forward to uh, DeVos just saying it's a disaster. We're not addressing the issues of the American people, right? The things like the, you know, what politicians like to call uh, uh, kitchen table, like politics, the things that people that they, they discuss at dinner because it affects them, gas prices, food prices. Those things are not, they're never the issue. Infrastructure is big because it could produce jobs, but Jobs are ancillary to the fact that, you know, you have floods in New Orleans or, or Louisiana. Bridges or in Statesville, North Carolina snow- that literally have gaping holes in the middle of them. <laughs> or snow yeah. in Texas. It shuts down the entire like, private I mean, electric grid. <laughs> so I, I just kind of sit back and just think to myself, like, at, at, at what point do they actually... The long game for them, the long game for politicians, if that's the career path they want to take, is how do I uh, put my heels in on issues that are that predicate things that affect people on a daily. On a daily. To back to Dan Crenshaw, he said he's actually from the district that contains Houston, and it's, it's a, he actually said it was a, it's, a, it's a diverse place. But they just gerrymandered right. that whole district. Yeah, it's diverse until you look at who who their representatives are, and then look at the demographic breakup. Oh right. wow! Like I mean, North Carolina, right? Like the Republicans are still having to go back and redraw maps because the Republicans can't stop gerrymandering things by racial lines. Like my prediction is like two more term, two more cycles. And they become literally the dying, gasping poly, you know, um, party. It's just not. It's not sustainable. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't disagree. Um, I mean, I, I guess just out of curiosity, I think I know what your answer will be. But just to get it on film, um, if Terry McAuliffe doesn't win in Virginia, does that mean that it's over for Democrats in 2022 and Joe Biden's presidency has been a complete failure? Like. I am so sick and tired of the chicken little news programming that I have to endure on a daily basis. Like that headline is so trite. Biden's approval rating is at an all-time low. It's it's at forty-two percent. Trump never got over like forty-two. Um, I think that's. It's consequential at, at some levels, right? You have like a uh, – it's consequential in places like Virginia, to be honest with you. North Carolina, I know that even if I vote for Democrats yeah. like four times, it's going to be a Republican uh, senator. 
just I, I don't have to question that because our system here is so it's broken beyond current repair. Um, but I do believe, like, if it were me, my strategy would be screw West Virginia, screw Arizona, what other states are closer to becoming, like, um, contenders to push back the nonsense of the current GOP. And I'm not saying all GOP representatives, because I know, like, you have a, a Kinzinger, um, and that's probably you have a Cheney. Although there's some things Liz Cheney says that yeah. I, I don't sign up for. But at least you um, feel like, to some degree, they haven't completely sold their souls for political voting clout, right? Like that's and that's where it feels. Right. Like, I mean, like so many other people, where it's like I'll say anything to associate myself with Donald Trump until it starts impacting me negatively. Like as long as I can reap the benefits of being associated with Trump, I'll kiss his ass. But if I mean, you know, it's like, what is it? Uh, the guy that's running against McAuliffe up there, uh, Yurkin or Yunkin, um, who Yunkin, basically yeah. has been like, I support, you know, the president, but please don't come to Virginia. For the love of God, stop saying my name. Like, I mean, the, the guy down here, Ted Budd, that's been running, you know, for and everything is. Just oh, man, like, I'm sorry. You know, if I his commercial. That yeah. he's got from Trump in this pisses room, me off because Trump, very special man, very special. He gives him, he gives him a hundred percent of his endorsement. Like, how do you give somebody like fifty percent of he your endorsement? He will fight like, like hell, or like, he will that? fight like nobody. <laughs> what does that even mean? What? I what could, does nobody I fight like? I. <laughs> If nobody shows up to the fight, does the fight even happen? Oh my god, it's, it's so embarrassing, just, man! And, and, it's just and they like, keep oh, they keep running the commercial. No, Trump is just—I don't get it. Like, I'm sorry, uh, you know, like Joe Biden falling asleep I, at the at the the G two or G seven summit. Like, you know, I I'm not sitting here like dude's old. You know, honestly, like, is he the is he my ideal president? No, dude, I, I fall yeah, asleep in like, church I mean, sometimes I'm if I'm bored. And like, I'm like, if I had to fly across the country and meet with the Pope for an hour and a half the next day, while some dudes kind of talking, I'd probably like. Oh, I mean, he lit. It's not like he was snoring. It's not like he fell out of his chair. At least he didn't grope somebody or offend half of a country, like. I'm sorry. I, I just can't with the bud guy. Like, when dude says I give him 100% of my endorsement, yeah. I'm like, that makes well, no but, sense I mean, to me. Like, I just... shit that comes out of that dude's mouth makes no sense. Like, it doesn't... 100% of the time. So, anyway, I just think that um, the... Our, yes, our our political system is it's at a. I wouldn't say it doesn't work. I would say that there are there are opportunities yeah. for improvement. We've hit a road bump. And like, but I do. Or, or we ha, we have two presidential terms. Yeah, a speed bump. We have two presidential terms of dealing with the Republicans in their current state. Now, what I'm afraid of, or mindful of, is if they figure out a way to change their rhetoric to where they win national elections. So this is the thing that I also don't understand about 
CNN and NBC and MSNBC and all like the other mainstream, you know, cable news networks who just seem to be saying to the effect of like, you know, all this Biden scrambling to get infrastructure plan in place, you know, and all this stuff. And it's like, you know, Biden, if Biden doesn't get this plan agreed to, then it's going to spell doom for the for the Democrats in the next election. I'm like. So you're telling me that America, the American voting public believes that because 48 Democrats couldn't agree or couldn't convince two wannabe GOPers to vote for this infrastructure plan that 79% of America wants, that the solution is to have less Democrats that support that. Because somehow the GOP that is in its current form is going to magically give us all the stuff from the infrastructure plan that we want at a price tag of zero dollars. Like, I don't, I don't understand this idea that somehow because the GOP is completely stonewalling and obstructing the Democrats from doing anything, that somehow that's a a uh, knock on the Democrats and their ability to get stuff done. Like, I just. I, that logic makes no sense to me. I don't understand why that's being pushed as this. It's it's a rating. It's a rating. That play. I get, but I you know like, it's, if you have a thought in your head, how do you not see through that? How do you not go? That doesn't make any sense. There's no logic in that. They're they're not placating to a reasonable person, right? So here's the thing that, and I want to move on from this because I'll get I'll get a headache. <laughs> Um, I don't want a headache. What's interesting is that um, the Democratic candidate in Virginia has already said through their internal polling and like the numbers they have, they have banked X amount of votes to like be competitive in Virginia. What's interesting is that all the talking heads and pundits, they kind of like they don't play to that. Right, most people, and we saw this with Trump being elected, they vote in private. They don't talk sure. to pollsters, blah blah blah. And I, I'm I'm kind of thinking that they're because I, me personally, I've stopped watching the news as much. I, I'll read like an article. I'll, I'll do full coverage of an article because I don't want to watch a um, so CNN MS. I, I don't watch MSNBC. Um, I don't watch NBC because I hate uh, was it Craig Todd? Oh, Chuck Todd. Or who's the Chuck Todd? I I hate him. I, I I don't hate him. I dislike him enough to where I I have I've discounted my belief in NBC yeah. because of him. Um, because if you can employ somebody like that on purpose, I don't trust I you. So I say all that to say this. I believe that the internal numbers that people, like reputable people that have a, like skin in the game are saying, they may be right. So if the, the Democrats lose Virginia by like up to 5%, it proves my theory of we may have like two more presidential terms, like eight years, mm-hmm. right, of dealing with the current state of the GOP. It'll force, if they lose national elections, like for senators and Things of that nature. Actually, I hate that term now because somebody keeps overusing it. But if they if they can't get a senator elected for the next two terms, it it's going to make them like choose a platform and move on. 
and it'll leave Trump in the cold. If he's if he's alive the next four years, then that's a blessing that you know he's he's deserving of for some unknown reason. But we just have to make it through the next two terms to force a different political landscape. And with that, the last thing I want to say about politics is the judge in yeah, the uh, is a loaded, Kyle Rittenhouse case. is a loaded phrase, just like Kyle Rittenhouse's gun was loaded when he pulled the trigger. I like the joke there. But this is my only – this is in the attorneys in that case, the prosecuting attorneys, and then we're going to move on. Because I want to, I want to get through our lesson. Because I think we can do it. Uh, I believe if they do this one ninja move, here's a ninja move. Don't say victim. Say person killed. Yeah. It's not. I, yeah. Easy peasy. I, I would be upset if the prosecutors in that case let something like that be the thing that is, you know the difference between it's not that big of a deal like ultimately you have other other and yes do i understand yeah. like why why such a big deal is being made about it because it makes for a great headlines right but beyond that like can we just yeah let's move on like just let the case run its course we'll find out what ha- i mean i, I don't or, or don't say victim sure. kill or person killed say the person's name yeah when Kyle Rittenhouse shot, when Kyle Rittenhouse shot, put their name in there. If I'm a juror, yeah. I'm much more attached to that than victim. And I wouldn't even say, well, when you shot the victims, I would actually name, when you shot yeah. blank, 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 and blank, what was going through your mind? Just saying, never been to law school, way. but semantics oh man let's get a pop culture pop culture <laughs> dude I totally nailed that one uh, so if you're watching, watching live, live I actually I did the pop live. culture thing and timed it perfectly <laughs> or watching N- nobody we're not we're not Maybe, ready for that. Yeah, you're right. Yet. <laughs> Apparently, because I had to like switch computers like three times. <laughs> so I haven't much. watched Kyle Kaepernick's show on Netflix, but I believe it's yeah something black and white. But yo, people are coming at dude, and I the the thing I like my wife watched it. She said I got to watch it, and I'm like. Yeah, I do, but I have other stuff going on. I was also told about the uh, Wu-Tang joint on on Hulu by my uh, my other dude in my circle. And I'm like, yeah, I'm like totally like, yeah, I'm going to watch it. I'm like, yeah, yeah when, I, when I get like whittled down my list. But he's catching a lot of heat because he's saying that um, the NFL draft is akin to uh, slaves being sold <laughs> no on the, um, the slave like- block. Who's actually arguing with this? It's literally the same thing. Get out here in your underwear, perform some tasks that literally have nothing to do with what we're ultimately going to want you for, 
and then we get to poke and prod and measure and compare and sit back and talk about you at the end of the day. Like, and then what do we do? We get to decide your worth based on where we draft you in the NFL draft. I mean, I'm sorry. If you don't see the correlation between the two, it's because you are ignorantly, willfully ignoring history, logic, your eyes and what they are telling you like i'm sorry that's literally like i there's nothing that isn't a really good correlation between those two things there's just not i mean like college athletics in general to me like south park did a whole episode where they literally had cartman dressed up as like a southern plantation owner going into the local like university and talking about so how do you get away with with all of this and like well we call them student athletes and they're like oh i like that student athletes you know like because it is it's the whole thing is just it is another way to exploit a predominantly non-white workforce like i mean college athletics in particular where you're not getting paid right i'm I'm super. I'm super glad you said that. You know why I really don't watch the the draft. I'm so glad I, I was spot because on. of that. I was. <laughs> I was like 12, 12 years old, and I was watching uh, my first NFL draft. And I think my dad was there, and I felt so uneasy about it. And when I was like. 15, like he was like, yeah, let's watch the draft. And I was like, all right. And I didn't want to do it. And I was like, oh, I got homework to do. You know why? And I'm 45. So 12 for me is a long time ago. I I applaud Colin Kaepernick for saying that's why. I'll just tell you, like, and forget the naysayers. Sure, they get to, and some yeah. the people's arguments are like, but they get to become millionaires. Okay. Are you, that's, you're, if a man gains the world, but at the, and he loses his soul, what has he gained? Right? I'm not okay with that. I, I just can't sign, like I was like 12, maybe, maybe 11. I was fairly young, but I've never, I've never like watching the draft just because of that. Yeah. It is a slave auction. I mean, it's not like I watched it the first time and went, oh, wow, slave auction, you know, like. But eventually, yeah. I'm, Dude, I watched I'm Roots when I was like eight <laughs> years old. So it, w- <laughs> man, you well, you don't have a black card. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying, like for me, it's like I watched Roots. So my first time watching the draft, that was, that's what I felt, and I I've never watched it since. And for anybody to say, well, you don't understand, they get to be millionaires. That's not important to me. It's like, tell me how that's different from like a that's slave the point. Well, there's white players there also. Like, yeah. <laughs> there were times where there were white slaves too, right? Exactly. Exactly. If you're so, not listening. If you're not listening, if you're you like, <laughs> I'm not seeing like... <laughs> it, it, if you're, 
I I applaud Colin Kaepernick for saying that because I respect yeah. that. And if I'm being like me being honest, my like eleven, twelve, let's just say between ten and twelve, and I'm forty five. I've never watched a college draft since that first one I watched because I thought it was disgusting. Like I don't like the fact that you call them owners of a team. Like I, I just don't like that. I just, I just can't I can't wrap my head to accept the fact that we call like yeah, they own the team. But when you connect for me to connect it to you in my mind and my psyche, I just like yeah, I'm good, hard pass. Like I just don't care. Um so yeah, anyway. Uh I got to watch that joint. But <laughs> I did see the article. I was looking through Google News. Yo. What is she doing? Kim Pete Kardashian Davidson. and Pete Davidson. I mean, yo, apparently he's got the know, magic must stick. Be something about that like weird, I'm depressed but I'm somewhat confident in my depression, you know. I don't like his stand up. Like I'll be honest, like I watched his special he did in San Francisco on uh, I like Netflix, his I and I laugh. I don't. I mean, look, he, dude's from Staten Island, yo. So it, Pete, you're never gonna listen to this, but I'm just gonna say it. I think you're funny. I think your stand up, um, like for me, you're, the way you tell you tell the story doesn't flow very well. I get the jokes. I just don't think they flow very well because I'm always thinking about, oh, you said it earlier. Um, I love Pete Davidson. I watch SNL for uh, the weekend update and to see if Pete Davidson is going to be in a sketch. So I rock with you that way. I don't really rock with Machine Gun Kelly. I think he's a herd. No offense. Whoever, like, I literally, (laughs) here's my my one and only Machine Gun Kelly story. Uh Uh-huh. I heard he had beef with Eminem. Yeah. And I was like, what? Who's this kid? And I listened to his, like, I listened to his verses. And I'm like, yo, he's corny. <laughs> yo, right? And I, like, my, my, one of my nieces came home to visit us. We had dinner. And I was, and uh, she was saying how she's a big fan of Machine Gun Kelly. I'm like, all right, that's cool. I said, but honestly, I didn't know who this kid was. But I heard he was trying to go to Eminem. I don't like him. And... I watched every battle he's trying to have with Eminem. I'm like, yo, you're corny, yo. Like, I don't care. So that's it. So, so I still don't, I don't know who Machine Gun Kelly is. So. Either, right? The things that I do know about him are that he's currently yeah. dating Olivia Wilde, right? And that, or, I think. Um, yeah, so? I know. Uh, that's about it. Oh, and that when they first met, he told her, I am weed. Because she said, you smell like weed. So apparently he smokes a lot of weed. Um, well, I see what you did there. That makes him dope. I don't even think you saw what you did there, but I saw what you did there. <laughs> uh, so, like, Machine Gun Kelly to me, oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, he started right. out his music career as, like, a pop kind of guy, right? Like, he was in, like, some pop band or something like that, playing guitar. And then he decided he wanted to go, like, hardcore rap or, you know, whatever you want to categorize. Kinda. So he's like the new uh, Kid Rock. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say. I would say Kid Rock is more talented than Machine Gun Kelly. Uh, but like, I just don't right. care. Like this dude is like Jake Paul. To, he's the Jake Paul of the music industry. Oh, yeah, he's like, like the Jake I mean, Paul. In my of the mind, he's like this guy who thinks that he's something, 
and for some reason, some people pay attention to him, you know, or like uh, Takashi Six Nine, you know, or this other who is the guy, uh, Young Gravy, He's... the super corny white dude that like goes out and raps in his white bathrobe. It's like Lil Dicky, but cornier and worse. Like, like I don't have, yeah. I'll give Lil. I'll give Lil. That's I'll give Lil Dicky this. At the end that of the day, if you can like write good lyrics, he's not. He's not a bad lyricist. I'm here for whatever like your personality stuff. I don't really care. But like at the end of the day, you got to be able to back it up, and that's where you know like like Logan Paul and Jake Paul. Yeah. These like want to be boxer dudes. Go fight a real boxer, right? And then maybe I'll be like, all right, you can box. But stop coming out here and fighting bums that aren't boxers. <laughs> he called them bums, you know? <laughs> Some of these dudes will like thrash you, B. <laughs> like I'm not gonna, like I'm not. I'll be, I'll be the first one to say this. Yo, know, I'm 45, and I feel like I'm watching I'm not trying these to get old Kimbo Slice kid, videos, where it's just like grabbing fight, some dude off the street and be like, "You need a sandwich? Yeah, and knock you out." <laughs> no, I yeah, I'm but, like, Look, but like real talk in my prime, yo. Jake, Logan, Paul, y'all meet you outside, B. No, like, no it's question. not a thing. I know, that's my what dude, I'm saying. Like, you're I you're in your a, prime. By the way, this I'm is like... not my prime. My prime was at least 10 years ago. At least. <laughs> I'm like Sunset, but I would definitely, like, yo, I think, but I do give I do give Pete Davidson this, yo. He went at uh, yeah. your boy uh, Logan Paul or wh- okay. whichever one, he and he like he clowned him on SNL. I thought that was hilarious. Like, and I don't even think like Dave <laughs> kind of, or uh, Pete Davidson afterwards. I think was kind of like, oh, that was kind of harsh. But like because he didn't even realize, he's like, all right, whatever. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, like I saw the SNL joint with uh, with Kim Kardashian. I've never yeah. been like a um, a fan, but and it's just because like I Why I never you? watched their their uh, their reality joint. No, that's what I'm saying. Uh, because it's not interesting. But yo, Shorty's fine. Yeah, I I was like watching with my wife. I'm like, yo, Shorty's kind of cute. So, but so I can see why Pete Davidson is like. Yeah, I mean, apparently he's know, got the magic stick. Yeah, and yo. Pete, you do no, you? I heard he changed his name. I'm going to call him We all did it for P. Diddy and Sean Puffy Daddy Combs. Puffy I, did, I didn't. I, I still call him Daddy. Puffy. P. Diddy. Diddy. I, I always uh, call him Puffy. I'm not going to call him no, P. Diddy. I mean, I know. Yeah. Uh, I know, no disrespect, but it's like. Uh, yeah, but yo, yeah, he got mad. About? But, oh, because yeah, apparently you, it doesn't look good in God's eyes. That's what he said. You wearing that fucking white? You know it doesn't look good in God's eyes. You're crazy. <laughs> yeah, and you're rocking with Marilyn Manson, the the weekend Satanist. I mean, come on, yo, like Kanye, you gotta like. I want Kanye back from like Late registration. Uh, like the That's old where, that, After like, that, it all fell apart. Yeah, I mean, like, I, it, like I'm not saying he didn't make good music after that. I, I'm just saying that I, don't I know. think late registration was when it all kind of like when when his vision of how people saw him started to match his own vision. You, yeah, because oh, I'm sorry, you kids. What do you, you mean, people? Come you people? 
Okay, people. That's, I, I, I try to reel that back in. <laughs> you people. Is. Yay. Yay did himself. You guys kept saying... You, you, you guys... You guys kept he saying he was a genius. genius. I'm like, nah, he's not even that good of a lyricist. I don't know. A generation. What generation? Who cares? Yeah. 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 The 1920s. Yeah, just picking no, your random like, one. It wasn't look, mine. I think I've told this he story was here before, right? Like, I saw him live at UNCW, like, one of the whitest schools you could possibly go to. Uh, I was not attending UNCW. I just had my girlfriend who was... I mean, I've been yeah. a, I've been to parties the, the, at every UCW's school in the ACC. ACC. So Great parties. <laughs> anyways, I saw him I'm just at saying, this like, show, I, and it was the you're, worst you're, concert I've ever been to. You know. Not because like he couldn't perform. It happens to everybody. Um, he chose not to. Like he stopped the middle of a song to correct the spotlight guy. To be like, yo, 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 if I'm rapping, the camera should be on me. But if it's not, it needs to be on the DJ over here. All right, let's start it over. And I'm like, okay. And then he literally sat for 10 minutes and played like 15-second clips of songs that he produced. Not like, Didn't perform them, but just sat there and played 50 seconds. And be like, yeah, y'all remember that one? I produced that. Play another one. Y'all remember that one? I produced that. Yo, I wrote talk. I think it was... Uh... You can believe his name out. John Walter. Yeah. That told me he was a, like a genius. I was like, what? I, the thing that stood out to me the most was that he was, when he performed Gold Digger, right? Right. And he gets to the chorus. Yeah, that was a dope song. And he goes through the first time and he stops the song. He's like, oh, hold up. This is all y'all white kids' only chance to say the N-word. Without getting in trouble for it. So I want to hear you scream it. And then like started the ver- the chorus over again. And there were a lot of white people shouting the N-word at that moment. I still wasn't one of them. Because I... Yeah. <laughs> you abstained. Yeah, that's like... I was a, just like... That's... I mean, like, I... <laughs> How about no? Like, I mean, so I'm not upset. Maybe like uh, I'm not gonna be mad at Pete Davidson. I yeah, you know, you know, Pete Davidson. You're not listening, but yeah, I mean, like, look at the end of yeah, the day, you like, do, you'd be. She, they're separated, right? Like, it's, they're it separated. Is what it is. Now, and I heard Shorty bought the house back, so, so it, don't, it don't even matter, yo. So she's caking on dude. So like I don't have a dog in that fight. I don't I don't wish divorce to anybody because I know it's a terrible experience as a survivor. Um but like I, I saw when I saw the article, I was like, Yeah, all right, you do you be I just like, thought it was more cares? funny. You know, he's from Staten Island, like, I, you know. I think it's hilarious what a big deal people make about I think it's hilarious. how Pete Davidson somehow keeps finding himself in the middle of like Hollywood romance stories that everybody wants to know about. Like, yeah, he's like. I mean, I'm telling you, you must have the magic stick. I think I'm just, I'm just telling you, man. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Now, Fiddy, like, I'm not even opening that door because I'm not, I'm not, I'm not built like that, yo. Like, I'm not trying to have beef with Fiddy. Like, even on the mad respect, even, even in a. 
Oh, you, man, I mean, like, yeah, even in a joke, like, yeah, I'm not built like that. Of a generation. 50, 50 Cent. 50 Cent. I was. I mean, he's, a, he's dope. I used to, yo, know, 50, I used to buy all your mixtapes. So, like, I was I was on the 50 before, so what like, you're saying is you're a black like white America was. So, like, I, like. <laughs> I was into it before anybody else was. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you get punched in the mouth, B. <laughs> like, yeah. All right. So, anyway, next, I, I saw Dune. I will say this. It's oh, better than the 1984 version. I saw that. And actually, I lived in Europe at the time. Um, and I saw it in the theater. It was dope in the theater in 1984. I watched it in my living room. And it's bananas. Yep. But you have to, it's like one of those movies you have to pay attention to. And if you've never read the books, which I haven't, or seen the original... Like, uh, so that was one of the things like, I would like a, to see. It's a homework it movie. It look, so the was, trailers have made it look very, yeah, very good. Um, but dope. I've never seen the original, and I have never read the books, and so I just wasn't sure. I mean, I, I'm going to sit down and watch it at some point, but I, I was debating like, do I need do I need to un have a basic understanding of things before I go into it, or is enough of it explained in the movie that I can get through? without it so it sounds like i need to do a little bit at least no it's too much like the cliff notes version of the 1984 it, movie or, or yeah or just like watch it and just like realize you're setting yourself right. up for the second um or, or the sequel right so it's two and a half hours it's dope it's it's a i wouldn't say a visual masterpiece but it's like visually compelling and I think the story's kind of choppy-ish, and but it's a it's a good movie. Uh, people die. <laughs> like, I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, they well, killed dude just like I that. But it's too. a good so movie. One of so our movie and you have to watch it with you about how much a movie sucks. Because apparently, other people get offended and like call me Captain Killjoy <laughs> and stuff like that because I don't like any movie <laughs> that I see anymore. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's oh really. It is what it is. Yeah, well, I I'll still say F9, this. Fast F9 9 or F9 or whatever. <laughs> that movie's... <laughs> that movie's garbage. They should take that off. Like, it, uh, And I got no beef with uh, Vin Diesel. Except for the fact that he's an action star. And he's like the... I thought he only made family I, I don't movies. Know. I, I... Man, he makes some <laughs> shit. All right, let's talk about technology. <laughs> let's talk about technology. So, um, Macedon. Yo, it looks like I know. It looks like the. Uh, the, the fringe right was listening to the Chris and Andre show podcast and decided that they wanted to, or they were capable yeah. of, you know, creating their own social media platform. Well, I mean, not working out is probably a, a bit of a stretch stealing another open source platform and not providing access to it as is required by the, 
uh, common creatives license that you use it under, uh, that's probably a much more accurate phrase. (laughs) Yeah, I mean... They're about to lose their cookies, you know? It's so stupid. Everything about it is stupid. Uh, You stole software that required you to... uh, Well, you didn't steal it. But you use no, the software. They did not. They did not steal it. Creative Commons. This licensing agreement says that you have to make the software available to other people. Just you have to make your code base available, right? You have to make and your code they base. They don't want to do that. Um, right. Understandably so, in in some regards, right? Like, but then you shouldn't have used an open source platform to build it off of that required you to do that. In the immortal words of Jay-Z, via Joe Pesci, sorry, I got to bleep this. I got Fuck you, problems, but the Creative Commons license for the open source software that I chose ain't one. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually a GPL3, but I'm not going to nitpick. But it's it's literally, in the immortal words, you got to bleep this. I'm going to give you like the little like tags. Joe Pesci via Jay Z, fuck you, pay me. And Trump, well, of course, his they don't understand the don't second understand. part. So I'm not going to say it's they understand said. the first part. <laughs> it's the when it comes time to pay. That's where everybody starts looking around, going, "Oh, I thought I thought the Cheeto had this." Like, it's just... <laughs> I mean. So truth that the truth network or whatever the hell they're calling it, it's it's I mean, I know it's not even like for the same reasons, but ultimately you can't pitch a a social media platform on free speech that ultimately restricts free speech. Like it's not you're not going to achieve what you think you are, dude. your yeah. dude, literally, his don't talk his TOS crap about my platform. Was saying like, right? Yeah, it's not technically your platform. Number one, number two. The first like, rule of Fight Club is you can't I, I, say mean things about Fight Club, guys. Okay, we worked really hard to put this club together, and if you're just gonna like criticize us while we're here, then we're just not gonna have these meetings anymore. Okay. Yeah, Trump is a Becky, yo. He's a, he's a straight up Becky. It's like my dude. Like, what are you doing? Like, nobody. Ca- First of all, nobody cares about him. Like, he's he's a waning thought in people's minds, and he's getting by. He's not even successful. He's getting by on the last eighteen and on months his, of his impending notoriety so. of running for office again. Like, he's dangling it out there just enough that he can continue to campaign on it. And raise money because the dude's broke. Oh, he's got like a, a couple billy off of. Um, yeah. I mean, like uh, it's not, and he's got all of these civil lawsuits that are pending, and now criminal lawsuits <laughs> that are pending against him. So it's all just—I mean, it's all the you know—he's hoping to I, just play it out, and it's all—it's what he always does, right? Just string it out, string it out, just delay, object, delay, object, you know, and try and hope that you have are somehow able to extend your credit just a little bit more than the other party. 
Well, that's like your dude, uh, Elon yeah. Musk, who's he's saying he's going to give six yeah. billion yeah. to yeah. end world hunger, provided that look, guys, provided- I'll solve this big problem <laughs> if you can prove that me solving it would actually solve it. <laughs> Yo, Tesla fanboys! Yo, get at me, dog. Um, <laughs> Yo, Tesla fanboys! Your boy is a corn dog clown. I can't. I cannot with Elon Musk. Like, if you guys to the World Hunger Fund, right? Boom. Half a percent of the of Tesla's sales for next Yo, year. For every that, Tesla car we sell, I'll donate five hundred dollars to the World Hunger Fund or whatever it is. You know, like I. But no, he's got a he's got a zip flop, put his junk on the table, and go. Well, I've got six billion. I'll give you right here if you can lift my junk off the table. I I swear on my right toe. I was. I'm not kidding you. So my wife wants a new car, and I was looking at a Tesla. And I was considered like seriously, like you know, doing the math and like figuring out like how to make it work. When he made that statement, I was like, "I'm not giving you a penny." You know? Like that's how much I like. I just can't, man. I can't with Elon Musk, man. I, I and fanboys, yo, get at me, Andre at chrisandandreshow.com. And when his inbox fills like, up, get at me and tell me why I'm wrong. Comments at chrisandandreshow.com, and also Chris at chrisandandreshow.com. <laughs> yo, but get at seriously, get at me and tell me like why I'm wrong. But tell if you knew, and this is a hypothetical. Walk, walk with me on this journey. Right, you're growing up in this neighborhood. There's a bully on the street, an an unbeknownst bully. He doesn't flex on the people. He's just kind of like sizing people up and seeing what they would or would not do. That's Elon Musk. But the the reason why he's a bully is not because he's the badass. It's because of his older brother. His older brother is the federal government. The only reason why Tesla cars are actually even getting on the street is because of tax credits. So please, somebody tell me he's, how he's, Elon Musk yeah, is that can dude. Make, he can sell $6 billion in Tesla stock tomorrow to solve world hunger, but he did it all himself. And Elon, you know, if you're listening, if you ever hear this... It, Yo, get at me. Tell me. I'd love to have you as a guest. Help help me understand your position because the way you come off, and I, I'm going to give you like a, I'm going to give the general a general e, econ 101. You can fool some of the people some of the times, but you can't fool all the people all the time. The gimmick is that you're playing, it only gets you so much. So, do you have an exit strategy on Tesla? Do you have an exit strategy on any of the companies that you own? And I'm just going to push back and say, I, I don't think it's that, I, your game is not that strong. Like one of our, you're right, one of our number one videos Denied is Tesla fanboys, like, whatever. Like I, I yeah. And this is part two. You guys literally, like, I don't hate success. I think success is warranted. 
I think what Tesla's done for electric cars is warranted, 100%. Like you made them not Priuses, because like, I will never drive a Prius. But it's not that important. Like at the end of the day, you're 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 going to be like the number one like attractive electric car, electric vehicle. But you're like, where's where's I'm your Tesla truck? Right? Like I want a truck. <laughs> yeah, like you're like smashing joints up with like a baseball bat. But the the challenge is like. Can you call it for what it is? And I, I think your gimmicks aren't, they're not that cute, man. You're like, the, you're literally the bully that's not the bully because what people res, like respect and or fear about you is because you're your big brother. It's yeah, not you. I would agree. So get at me. So I don't, Gosh. I mean, $6 billion, that's a lot of change. I don't have that. Tell him to freaking pause it and go and freaking vote. You got 10 minutes. I already voted. Okay. <laughs> so, so we gotta like edit that. So, <laughs> That's not going anywhere. Jesus Christ. <laughs> she like totally like, like, oh, like oh. came in and tried to hijack my spot. You only got like 10 uh, minutes. They're gonna close. So my point being, like, look, eat, like Tesla fanboys, don't be a fanboy for a guy that's a joke. Also, he's a, he's like a he's a wannabe bully. And if I work for the uh, the what what organization yeah. is that? The World Hunger Fund. Oh, I think that's right. Or, sure, whatever that is. I, I would call him out. Like, I so I saw that, that the uh, the. They tweeted and said, this is a good conversation to start. What are the next steps, basically? And I'm like, yeah. nah, I would I would have all those bullet points. <laughs> like, this is how, dude. Anyway, let's talk about social media. We do. Because I, I, I already voted. <laughs> Alright, we're going to make this one quick because I'm going to start getting... Text and phone calls if I don't show up at home at some point. But lucky you. I, I'm not scared. Makes life. one of us. <laughs> so I, I mentioned this earlier, and um, I have started to prune my Google News feed because that, that's important to me. The crappy part is even on YouTube, I've started to. Do more surveys of like and actually like um, try to stop seeing the same ads or ads that are not that are not relevant yeah. to me. It is. It's what a, a huge chore. Pain. What a gosh. What a chore. But I noticed in my newsfeed, I kept seeing like um, Celebrity X wears this to a Halloween costume party. I don't care. Like, why, why are you showing that to me? Or I would get advertisements for, like, um, colonoscopy, colonoscopies. <laughs> like, yo, internet, are you calling me old? Like, stop doing that. Like, I don't want to see that. And the, the, the reason it says yeah. this ad is displaying because of your age. I'm like. <laughs> uh, I don't understand yes, what I your know, complaint is on that last one there. 
Yeah, like I clearly fall into this specific age range and demographic and meet the requirements for the ad they were trying to show me, and yet I don't want to think about my colonoscopy. I mean, and like, no, I I get it. I mean, because really, like, there's, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you're being helpful, but there's a point where I don't want you to be that helpful. And my colonoscopy is probably one of those things where, <laughs> as you know, uh, so like I recently started, I got dog training service uh, because just Cerberus in particular had been very, very difficult. Yeah. And so yeah, wilding well, out. Well, he was wilding out. Just say it, wilding out. Like Nick Cannon. Say it. Um, no, he had a show called no, Wild and Out. No, yeah, Cameron. take that back and just say Wild and Out. Okay, apparently I'm the crazy one. Because uh, I'm keeping up with Nick Cannon's <laughs> television career post Mariah Carey. Uh, Daddy, he's hilarious. Screw Nick Cannon. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh, what'd you do? Oh my gosh. Chris. What happened? <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> we gotta record the whole the whole thing over. We were talking about Nick Cannon. Nick Cannon. Uh Wiling out, right? Who, who was wiling out? Cerberus. Oh, Cerberus was wiling out. So, like, I had called a couple of different places looking for dog training, and the first place was like, oh, yeah, we do a three-week training board program that's $3,000, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, I love my dog, but I don't have $3,000 to spend on his training. Like, I don't have three grand to spend when he needs an emergency surgery, let alone, like, I yeah. want my dog to not be a total psychopath so I can actually enjoy my time with him around other people. Um... But then, like, a couple of months later, all of a sudden on Facebook, I think I saw an ad. And it was for, like, peace of mind puppy training. And I'm like, I don't know why, but there was something about it. And I clicked the link, and it was like, just fill out this little thing. And the lady called me, and it's local, you know, like, she was using Facebook advertising to try and reach uh, some more clients. But she's been great. Like, I've had an amazing experience. And so it's like, on one side, I appreciate and understand the value in like relevant ad placements you know and and that sort of thing but there is like a line where i'm like y'all are getting too creepy with this stuff it's the stuff where yeah you know like a conversation is had where i don't have my phone out and then the next ad i see is for the thing i was just talking about and i'm like i know that it's not exactly that you were listening but you had enough information to be able to understand that that was something i might be interested in seeing when I've literally given no indication other than these other things that correlate to what these other people did, which then just gets into the whole, like, am I living in a computer simulation or, you know, Jesus. No, don't go there. Don't go there. I don't actually believe that. <laughs> okay. Well, um, I, I don't want you to get in trouble. Oh, and, um, <laughs> according to my wife, you need to go may, vote. like, I'm glad that she, I, I already voted. I voted like, this morning, I was there early, and I even got breakfast at McDonald's. Um, yeah, I wish actually, by the way, was not a bad oh, experience. Um, you missed earlier before, yeah. uh, so like I logged on 45 minutes early, 
to test some lighting and other stuff. And then I started playing my music and I started recording it because I was singing and dancing. And so I, I, I saved it as Chrissy Oki. And so I don't know when I'm going to use it, but I'm going to find some excuse to like at the end of an episode. It's just going to be like me sitting there singing and dancing some ridiculous songs. Jesus Christ. Well, that's a perfect time to uh, wrap this up. (laughs) (laughs) We're super glad you joined us. Um, If if you're watching this on YouTube, just want to say please subscribe and hit the notification uh, icon, the bell. So that way you can get notifications when we upload new content. Also, we're on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, TuneIn. And always for the adventurous people, we have an RSS feed that you can plug into your favorite RSS reader. RSS Um, is short for really super slick. Yeah. Uh, I personally use uh, Plex. And maybe we'll do an episode about Plex because I really do enjoy Plex. Not the illegal um, stuff, though, and for those of you wondering. It's all above board. <laughs> <laughs> you want federal charges, Chris? That's how people get federal charges. <laughs> so we're super glad you joined us, and uh, we're tr- we try to do this every week. Um, I've just unloaded a lot of, like, of the heaviest stuff in my head for the week. So I'm good for another uh, six or seven days. I have to listen to all of this again as I go through and edit and record or edit and publish it. So you're welcome, America. (laughs) If you have any comments or you'd like to be a guest on our podcast, you can always send us an email at comments at chrisandandreshow.com. Visit our website at at chrisandandreshow.com. I'm Andre at chrisandandreshow.com. And I'm Chris at chrisandandreshow.com. I know that that pause seemed really unnecessary, but for some reason, every time I go to edit, when I get to the end of the podcast and you're like, I'm Andre, and I say, and I'm Chris, it's always like at the <laughs> same time. I swear, it's like mine plays at just this slightly faster pace than yours. And for some reason, we get to the end, and it's like, I'm Andre, and I'm Chris. Like, it just sounds like I can't wait to shout my name over top of you. And so, like, even last week, I was like, I'm going to pause. I'm going to give it a moment before. And it's still, I swear, I got to the end, and it was like, I'm Andre, and I'm Chris. And I was just like, Gah! Sorry. That's just... <laughs> These are the things that go through my head while I'm recording and publishing and editing podcasts every week. Oh man! And I, I hopefully by next week I figure out my, uh, oh my God, tech issues better. because this is awful. I don't get to look at Spider Man or Iron Man. I know, right? I have this I, weird bag yeah, on this... the wall. I don't know what that is. Oh, speaking. All right, so let me tell you that. what that is. My daughter made that in second grade. And it has been on my wall since second grade. I also have like a um, a pen holder. Or it's a, well, it's a coffee cup, but I've <laughs> it's not acceptable as a coffee cup. But I, I have pens. I keep those in there uh, that one of my sons made me on my uh, bookshelf over there. Um, wow, that's interesting. And I also have my Incredible Hulk mug. Uh, my youngest son got that for me uh, many, many years ago. He had to be 
probably six or seven. And um, he went there with his grandparents, and he came back to my house for the weekend. He's like, oh, Dad, I got you a gift. And I still have that mug to this day. And uh, he's like, Dad, you're my hero. So here's my Andre sentimental moment, okay? Um, my, obviously, like, well, technically, my ex-wife and I are divorced, and uh, my youngest son has always looked to me as his hero until he got older. <laughs> then he was like, I hate you. Then, or no, he didn't say I hate you, but um, he had questions. But it's been cool to talk to him because um, it's kind of like full circle where I was like, you know, every kid looks at their parents as their hero for the most part. Um, and for me, it's just a reminder that as parents, we can, like, we do the best we can do with what we know. And if we stay on that course, it always comes full circle. So, uh, like, when I drink out of that coffee mug, I just think about my son in, in that day because he was so excited to give me that. Like, when I say excited, he was like, super amped to be like get that dad you gotta get this open this box and i'm like all right so ever since then like i i kept that mug and i will i used to bring it to work all the time and it just reminds me of my son a lot uh and the ah. box <laughs> wait for it wait for it and the uh so i have like three or four things in my office actually five where there are things that my kids gave me and I'm a little bit older and it just always, you know, helps me to kind of stay grounded and stay focused on the, on the right thing. So if you get to see that box in the, the, the version, maybe we can do some like pan and zoom when we talk about this, but that's why it's Way there. So, my, so to my, yeah, to my awesome, beautiful, smart daughter, thank you. And like, and I think she knows <laughs> how important it is because it's been up there for years. And a few weeks ago, um, she wrote me a note, a sticky note, and I hate sticky notes, and she put it on my desk. And um, so here it is. So it just, so I keep it on my desk to remind me that my kids love me, and it just, it melts my heart every time I see it. So anyway, we're glad you joined us. We are, um, we'll, we'll continue to do this because it's fun, and I already voted. Um, <laughs> because if I didn't, that's that's how important it is in my house is that we harass each other, sometimes yeah. threaten. But as always, I'm Andre. Pause. And I'm Chris. <laughs> we'll talk to you next time. I was gonna make sure this. You're time. such a fool. One hundred percent sure. I'm not doing that. <laughs>